Welcome to the REI Foundation Podcast, where we cover all the steps and strategies to make your real estate dreams a reality. Now your hosts, Jason and Peely. Well, hello again, and welcome to another edition of the Real Estate Investing Foundation Podcast. You have Jason today. Peely is out there uh, braving the snow, uh, staying close to home just in case school goes out with the kiddos, but you are in good hands today. We have Eric Satz on the program. Eric, how are you? I'm doing well. And, you know, I just got a text from my son who's in, who's in Philly with snow day, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. <laughs> you know, it's uh, before we jump into it, it's changed a lot, right? So, so I remember back in school, it would take like, you know, we, we must have had like uh, 20 inches and they would be like, ah, you know, you can come in for a couple hours, you know, and that, that led to all kind of fun stuff happening within school. They can't let you out or snowball fights. Now, you know, you hear about snow two days before and they're canceling school three days out. It's, 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 bananas so yeah just a side note there so totally agree so a little bit more about eric eric has a lot going on he's the founder and ceo of uh alto ira is a serial entrepreneur who's seen both wins and losses eric knows investing is no longer just for the wealthy and is living out his mission of delivering 21st century investment opportunities to everyone even non-accredited investors Eric is a former investment banker and early stage investor with a passion for nurturing startups and raising capital and teaches an entrepreneur class at high school students in Nashville, served on the board of the Tennessee Valley Authority from 2015 to 2018. And through Alto IRA, Eric is making alternative investing available to all by giving people the support they need to choose and make their own investments using their IRA savings. Well, welcome, Eric. Thanks so much for coming on the show today. And uh, so, what drew you to this platform? It's, you've done so much. Where did it take that you said, this is the direction I'm going to go today? Yeah. So it, it, it was originally driven by my own personal experience and frustration trying to invest in a portfolio company of uh, the venture capital fund that, I, that I've been a partner in and using my IRA in order to match uh, to, in order to match assets, right? So you, you can't touch your IRA un, until you retire without um, paying tax and early withdrawal penalties. And similarly, uh, when you're investing in, uh, whether it's uh, uh, an early stage company, a late stage company, or real estate, we're talking about illiquid assets. And so um, it, it was this matching principle of, hey, these are, this is long-term cash, and these are long-term illiquid assets. They, they seem to, to go together. And so when I decided I wanted to do that, uh, I went through the process of A, figuring out that you were allowed to do it, which most people still don't know, uh, and then B, figuring out how to do it. And so um, once I figured that out and I executed my first um, investment and I had a less than stellar experience, like I didn't know if, if, if I was the issue or, or if there were other things going on. So I made two more investments using uh, two other counterparty custodians and basically had the same experience. And then just me being me, it was kind of like, well, is this a big opportunity? Am I the only one with this problem? You know, what, what's the addressable market here? And it turns out we've got, you know, close to $30 trillion dollars. Uh, sitting in retirement savings accounts today, and roughly only 300 billion has been invested in these uh, what, what we refer to as alternative assets, illiquid assets. These the uh, these investment opportunities that are not publicly traded on an exchange somewhere, 
And, and so it was the combination of the, the overly complicated, overly expensive, time-consuming process um, uh, of my own experience together with the vast opportunity that uh, sits in retirement accounts. That seemed to me like, you know what, that, that's a big opportunity. I really care about Americans having the um, ability to retire when they want to retire and they're just not going to get there with public market ETFs and index funds. So how do we help them? Sure. That's great. Now you're touching a few things there and actually we've worked with a lot of companies bringing on investors who want to self-direct through their IRAs and, and there's been some lacking in the customer service area. Did you feel that that was the <laughs> item that rude you at first that, that just the, the customer service element was just so poor and I, I found good ones too. Right. So I'm not saying they're all, but there were some that were so far beyond workable that it, to me, it was just unacceptable. And I, I was like, man, the, it, it almost gives us a black eye because we're trying to help investors out and to have that, that, that lay to, to the, the next hand, just saying, hey, here's a layup. We want you guys to be the custodian here. And just the poor interaction really, you know, it put a bad taste in our mouth to start the process. Yeah. So um, great point. And by the way, you know, there, there, there are some, uh, uh, there are some diamonds in the rough uh, you know, if, if you look far and wide, you, you know, you'll, you'll find some, but the experience in, and you know, it's, it's almost garbage bag to say we're customer centric, right? But the fact of the matter is that we built a technology platform that only has one thing, uh, as a, as a central mission, and that's to make the customer experience better than any other that's ever existed. Right, and we actually try to take all of the work as much as possible off of the shoulders of the investor, put it on our own, as well as maybe the company or piece of real estate that the investor is investing in. And we, and we do that by having built a two-sided platform. So we've got uh, relationships with investors on one side of the platform, and then the issuers, sellers, borrowers on the other side. And that's important because we ask investors for information they're likely to have, like their birthday and social security number and address, for example. And then we ask issuers, borrowers, sellers for the information they have, like their offering documents, right? Yeah. So the investor, we, it's no longer an investor do-it-yourself process. Hey, go get all this stuff. Come back to me when you got it. I'll review it then. And then I'll tell you to go get more stuff and collect signatures and all that stuff. We do, we built a communication hub to make it super easy for everybody. So having been in um, retail businesses previously, whether it's uh, uh, behind the bar in a, in a, in a coffee bar or, or whether it's selling groceries uh, online, like that customer experience is absolutely crucial to, to uh, what we want to deliver. And one of the things that we talk about actually is building forgiveness into the, into the process so that if somebody makes a mistake or they're not sure what to do next, we have the ability to quickly and easily help them. We're not looking for people to, in, in fact, we expect that people have never done this before. And, and that's part of the obstacle that has existed in the industry. And if you'll allow me this, um, I think saying self-directed IRA is sort of like saying natural food. It's got a different meaning for 
for, you know, for every eater out there. Sure. Um, in the sense that you can have a self-directed IRA account at Fidelity or Schwab, but you can't invest in alternatives. And, that, and that's why we like to talk about the alternative IRA. Correct. Yeah, and that's a great point, right? We actually had uh, someone who wanted to use their uh, self-directed IRA and did have them at one of the, the, the larger firms. And they really, they told him he couldn't, and maybe it was just, they, they didn't have those options available, but, to, but I made the person relaying the information just said no. And so that right. made it seem like- That's right. Not allowed. It, which no. is how I got into this in the first place. Like, they're like, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so looking here, let's, um, if someone is interested in using their self-directed IRA, let's talk some low-level things. What are some allowances, some options you can use it? And then it, conversely, where are areas that you cannot use your self-directed IRA? Yeah, so you can't invest in um, collectibles or hobbies, Okay. So you, you, can't, you can't say, hey, I'm making an investment in a Persian rug or a Van Gogh, and I'm going to hang it on my wall. Like, that doesn't work. Um, the other major area that, that, that falls into the quote-unquote prohibited transactions category involves what's referred to as disqualified persons. So disqualified persons are your ancestors and your descendants. So... Uh, your mom, your dad, your grandparents, your great-grandparents, your great-great-grandparents, and then your um, uh, sons, daughters, grandsons, granddaughters, etc. Like, you can't invest in a company that uh, the IRS could, could um, deem to be a workaround for you to get money to a family member that fits into one of those categories. Gotcha. So, but, but other than those... Uh, two categories, you know, is it a collectible or hobby? Uh, does it involve a disqualified person? Pretty much game on. Gotcha. And, and from an active element, can you talk a little bit from investing in something that maybe you're an active participant in? Uh, yeah. So, and, and by the way, there's one other, there's one other category I should mention since we're talking about real estate, uh, uh, a real estate um, audience. You cannot invest in a in a, a second home for yourself. Yeah. Okay, it, it, it you know it's got to be an investment property, not um, a ski chalet. Shall we say? Shall we say? So, uh, j j just an important part. Um, it, if you're, it, is the question: Can you invest in an entity that you're involved with? Uh, so if. If I wanted to uh, flip a house and I wanted to use my self-directed IRA to uh, do that and I'm going to be doing the work myself, what are the limitations? Where, where would I catch Yeah, so, so, so that's an interesting, interesting point and, and a very smart question, by the way. So um, a, a, as you know, but, but for the, the larger audience, you and your IRA are two separate entities entirely. And you can't do anything personally to benefit your IRA and your IRA can't do anything personally to benefit you. And so if your IRA purchases a piece of property, you actually cannot go in and do the upgrades to the house for free, nor can you, by the way, charge your IRA money. You can't do anything to upgrade the house and then flip it the IRA would actually have to incur the expense of paying somebody else to upgrade the house in order to flip it, if that makes sense. Absolutely does. Absolutely does. Great. And so coming from your venture background, where, what are the biggest 
advantages you've taken away from what you've done in other spaces to be able to bring to out to IRA? Yeah, um, that's, that's a really interesting question. Uh, so, so, so I believe that, uh, if we're going to be able to retire and, and by we, I mean, uh, the U S population, uh, we, we can't rely on public market returns. So it used to be that we had more than 8,000 public companies, uh, listed on New York stock exchange and NASDAQ, et cetera. Today, we have less than 3,700, and there's a high concentration among just a few hundred of those companies that account for the profits in the marketplace, which means that every ETF, every mutual fund, every index fund has, um, uh, ha has picked from that same bucket of companies, which has eliminated the, the alpha or, or the um, potential outsized return for, for these investors. And where the financial uh, advisor industry or registered investment advisor, wealth manager, whatever you want to call it, where that industry has gone is to say, hey, we're, we're, we're going to put you in these mutual funds, ETS, et cetera. It's all passive, right? There's nothing active about it because we, we believe in these long-term public market returns. Well, the fact of the matter is there are lies, damn lies, and statistics. So you can cut up any period of time. You can say this 10-year period of time, or you can say this one-year period of time or two-year period of time. I mean, if we looked over the last year until maybe October, November of 2018, we could have shown, you know, an 18% return, right? You wait a month, and then it was a 6% return, right? So I mean, you can change the beginning date and end date and, and get whatever re return you want. Where, where I think we are is if you look at mutual fund returns over a 30-year period, on average, it's 4 to 6%. So we're not going to be able to retire if, if that's our strategy. What we can do, however, um, and, and look, we've got three ways to, to better position ourselves. We can earn more, we can save more, or we can make our investments do better for us. And we're trying to help on the, on, on the latter piece, which is, hey, Diversify your portfolio into assets that have non-correlated returns with the public markets, which means, you know, whether the public markets go up or down has little to no effect on what happens in your uh, alternative portfolio. And, and one of the nice things, by the way, about investing in, say, an early stage company or a later stage company is that you can't react to news, meaning... Uh, you, you can't wake up and say, oh my God, I need to sell company X because of Y. Like, whereas you can wake up and say, I need to sell IBM, the stock fell 10%, I gotta sell it now, right? And, and so the, the, the psycho psychology of things is that, you know, people sell low and they buy high, which is the exact opposite of what we should do. Well, you can't hurt yourself when you're in illiquid assets and you certainly can't do it with real estate. I mean, these are longer, uh, sales cycle um, requirements here. And so uh, I don't know if I exactly answered the question, but, no, it's, it's but that's sort of my thinking. And because you even think about it too, you're exactly right. Like, so yeah, I, I can sell IBM, but, I, but again, 
you know, I, I really don't have direct control. Like it's not like if, if Apple is going down, you know, a hundred dollars per share, I can't call them up and say, Hey guys, I don't like what you're doing. Maybe you should change the strategy, but I do <laughs> other, you know, investment vehicles, you know, a syndication or other, you're more directly aligned with, with possibly the approach there. And there's, there's more ways for you to benefit, you know, apartment building that, you know, you have tax advantages, depreciation, of that's right. Cash flow, debt pay down so many opportunities for you to benefit in, in your other portfolio there. So is there a sector or let me let me rephrase this question for someone who's coming to that, that wants to move into a self-directed ira uh is the majority of people come to you because they, they want to invest in real estate or what other asset classes are, are popular among yeah i i don't think it's all real estate driven um but let me address that just quickly for a second because i think one of the major changes in uh, the investment landscape today when it comes to real estate is that you no longer have to have enough money to own a property yourself. Uh, you can participate on a, on a partner platform of ours like, like Ground Floor or, or Yield Street in order to be able to own a piece, right? So you can still generate current income without having the overhead burden of being the landlord and, and, uh, uh, accounting for capex and maintenance, um, the, all, all of that uh, extracurricular activity goes away because you can participate in the sector via, via a, a platform partner. So that's um, that's a unique change from an investment standpoint that I think is really really advantageous for for all of us. Um, I, I think the other place where we're seeing a lot of activity. Um, tends to be more early stage than it than does later stage private company, and and that's on uh, AngelList and Silicon Prairie and WeFunder and Republic. Uh, these are investment platform partners of ours, and um, you you know. So I'm not going to tell you that there's a given sector within uh, or, or on any one of those platforms that's dominating from, from our perspective. I, I, I think we, we each have our own investment bias and some people are drawn, uh, to consumer product goods. Some people are drawn to artificial intelligence, right? And one is not more right than the other. It, it, it it's very investor specific. That's great. That's great. Now, for people that are watching their IRA just dwindle away and just without little control that, that have thought about self-directing, what are, what are some of the objections you hear from them stepping into it? Yeah, so the conventional wisdom is that you, you, you uh, can't take risk with your retirement savings, okay? And- um, Which seems contrary to what actually happens, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean that, 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 was, uh, that was a different world. That, that, that was when- uh, we all had jobs for 50 years and uh, pensions were in play and, uh, you know, it, it was just a different environment. Well, the world changes, uh, circumstances change, people switch switch jobs, uh, it feels like uh, just sometimes every year, uh, other times, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's every five years, which probably seems like a lifetime to a millennial today. But, um, you know, the... the <laughs> The, the change in, in this thinking is twofold. One, we never really had access to the alternatives, uh, to the alternative space before like we do today. So it used to be that you could participate, say, it, it, actually, we just touched on it. You had to have enough money to buy the property outright. 
you no longer have to do that. Same thing is you couldn't be included in uh, a private equity raise if you couldn't write, say, a minimum $25,000 check and you weren't an accredited investor. Well, both of those things are no longer the case. If you want to be unaccredited and invest in a company on WeFunder, guess what? You could write a $100 check and, and own, a piece of, uh, own a piece of a company. Like you could never do that before. And so what, what this environment allows you to do is to build a diversified portfolio at almost any monetary scale. Meaning if you have $1,000 to invest in alternatives, that's what you wanna use. You can own a $100 piece of 10 different companies. That's a good strategy. If you have $10,000, you can own a $100 piece of a thousand different companies, right? So I don't know if that math was accurate, but you, you, yeah, right. You, 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 you kind of get the idea. And so what that means is in the old days where you only got to make one investment, I don't like those odds. No one should bet on black or red. And this is not a, a statement of those who go to Vegas or, or Atlantic City in New Jersey, right? They do these days, but yes, whoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is more about hey, when you invest, don't bet it all on black, right? Pick ten numbers. Your odds get better and better the the larger your portfolio is, and and so we want to support, uh, we want to support that effort. And the other thing is, almost all of us at some point in our in our, our lives face some sort of liquidity crunch or crisis, right? Where there's a health scare or the car breaks down or there's a friend in need, whatever it is, right? If you've taken your after-tax income and used it to invest in alternatives and the only cash available to you is uh, your IRA, if you have to dig into that and pull it out, not only are you paying tax, you're also paying an early withdrawal penalty. So when you think about asset matching, like, like I was talking about before, the best use case for uh, your, your retirement savings are actually these long-term assets that are illiquid that you can't touch for a while anyway. That's great. So the Alta IRA as a company, where, where is the, the next direction? What does the next five years look like for the company? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm, right. I'm trying to, and, you know, sometimes people don't map it out that far. So, so let, let's talk, you know, overall landscape, you know, so yeah. structure right now, how, how are we growing the next three months or what's the objective? And it can be as simple as, you know, growing the team, uh, providing better customer service, um, finding, you know, getting the word out to more people. Yeah, no, 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 you know, so look, I, I, I laugh because um, uh, ca call me unrealistic. And, I, and I'm good with that. We, 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 can, we can debate it for a long time. Um, there, there are 80 million IRA accounts today, uh, 70 million 401k accounts. Do you, I don't know if you're old enough to remember the EF Hutton commercials when EF Hutton talks, people listen. Yes. Okay. Yep. You, you must be an elder millennial then because you, <laughs> ju you just sort of, to me anyway, visually, you just sort of, uh, uh, fit into that mix. But so, you know, it used to be that on, on uh, NFL Sunday, right, you'd have these commercials when EF Hutton talks, people listen, and everybody would stop what they're doing and sort of turn their head and put their hand to their ear. And basically, the message was, if you're wealthy, 
you should have a brokerage account with, with E.F. Hutton. And, you know, we're not talking to anybody else. Well, in the background, Charles Schwab was saying, you know what, this is a retail business. We're going to be on every corner and everyone in America is going to have an account. Forget the fact that nobody knows what they're talking about or what they're doing. We're going to teach them. And so you, th th there are um, significant similarities, in my mind anyway, between that scenario and what we're trying to do with the alternative IRA. Only today can everyone ha have access to alternative assets. And so by the time we're done, let's go five years. I'm good with five years, 60 million accounts, okay? Yeah. So there should, 60 million Americans should have alternative assets. My guess is it takes a little more than five years, but if, but if you can help me do it in five, that'd be great. <laughs> Just because others can't see it doesn't mean it's not possible, right? So That's right. That, I, I absolutely love it. I love what you're doing. And, and for people that, that are thinking about a self-directed IRA, it, it becomes a, a point here where you have to take responsibility for your future, right? It, it's it, the old days, just like you talked about. You had a job forever. You put it in there and, you know, you hope for the best. And usually, you know, hopefully with, you know, some some accumulation over the years, it works out. But today with so many changing environments, so many different opportunities, you need to be in control of your environment. And with a platform like Alta IRA, it gives you that opportunity to really source out investments that, that really meet what your desires are. So I love what you're doing. And if people are, want to talk to you more and learn more about the platform, what's the best way to, to connect with you? Yeah. So, uh, www.altoira.com, A-L-T-O-I-R-A.com. Uh, there, there's a help center on there. You can also email help at altoira.com and we will absolutely respond. Um, and you know, I, I do this too. You want to email me directly? Eric Sats at altoira.com. I, I will answer. That's great. So, That's great. Yeah. Perfect. Eric, I thank you so much for coming on the show today. Enlightening stuff. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. Awesome. Well, this is Jason with the Real Estate Investing Foundation podcast. Huge thank you to Eric Sats for coming on the show. And thank you to all the listeners. We'll talk to you next week. Bye now. Thanks for tuning into the REI Foundation podcast. Check back next time for more awesome tips and strategies to launch your new you in real estate.